morning everyone so we're up to uh, sukkah 3b and the bottom the second line from the bottom if the inside of the sukkah was higher, taller than the higher than the twenty amma, a little more than thirty feet, the ball of mat, and he wanted to bring it within the within the limit. So maybe he'll put on the floor, he'll put pillows and blankets, so he'll minimize the height from the floor to the schach to the ceiling. On the floor, he puts the, he raised the floor, yeah. But what's he raising it? He's raising it with pillows, and pillows and cushions. That doesn't count. That's not effective. Why? Because it's, it's not permanent. If you put a platform, it's one thing. You're raising the floor normally. But this is not raising the floor. You're not going to leave your pillow there. You're not going to destroy your pillows and your blankets. You're just doing it temporarily. So that's not called a raised floor. So, it's, so we count it from the real ground, Till the schach, it's still it's still above twenty amma, so the sukkah is invalid. Ba'afagav, yeah, and he continue on four a. Ba'afagav the batlinu. Even if he decides, he says for seven days, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there for seven days. Because we, we compare it to every a normal human being is not gonna leave his pillows and his and his, uh, his and his cushions cushions for seven days on the floor. Then he says, Tevin a bit what if he fills up the floor? He elevates the floor with straw and a bit and he cancels it. He cancels, he says, you know what, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm not gonna remove the straw for seven days. Have a meal. Then it then it is effective. The Kolshkin offer a bitla. How much more so if he fills it up, if he fill if he elevates the floor by filling it up with earth. And he plans to leave it there. It's not for the meal. I'll, I'll fill it up for the meal and then I'll take it out. No, I'll leave it there for the seven days. So, so surely it's effective. But what if Tevin may not What if you fill it up, you, you, you fill it up, you elevate the floor with, with a straw? But you don't need it. I don't need it for the seven days. But I never... I never orally announce that I am nullifying it. I'm canceling it. That it's, that it's becoming a floor. It just happens to be that I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not planning to remove it. I didn't say so. The offer stopped. And also, I just put it filled in with earth. But I didn't say explicitly that I'm planning to leave it there. This is the new floor. It just happens to be that I'm not planning to remove the earth till after so. Or I don't know if he's planning or not. He didn't say anything. So here we come to an argument. This is an argument in Rabbi Yisrael the Rabbis. We learned in the Mishnah, we already had this, in Native a house that you filled up with straw and with pebbles. And you explicitly stated that you're leaving it there. You're planning to leave it there. Permanently, the house is going now going to be filled up. You're filling up the house with uh, with earth and with uh, with straw and with uh, with pebbles. it says Then it helps. It's effective. Dear, the discussion is. 
we're talking about a tent. A tent, if there's Tumma in the tent, it spreads the impurity to anything that's in the tent. So he says a tent is considered only if it has a hollow space of a tefach, a little more than three inches. Then, if there's then, it only spreads within the tent, and the tent acts as a shield. That the impurity doesn't reach beyond the tent, above the tent. If there is no space, hollow space of three inches, then the impurity just pierces through. Anything above it, till the heavens, if it's in its line of sight, so to speak, it becomes impure. If it's line in the same line, not in sight, it's buried, it's covered, it doesn't matter. If it's in the same line, it becomes impure. So he says, so what if you have a corpse in a house? But then you fill the house, so you remove, there's no empty space. Now the house is, is filled with straw or with pebbles, and you can't, you nullify it, you say you're going to leave it there. So then it's no longer a tent. And then the impurity breaks through, pierces through, all the way to the heavens. Anything that's in the same line becomes impure. So what do we see from there? We see... Bitluin only because he explicitly stated that he's planning to leave the straw there and the pebbles. The Tani Allah, we learned in it, Abiyasi argues and he says, straw. And you have no plans to remove it. You didn't say, state explicitly that I'm leaving it there. But you don't have any practical plans to remove it. You don't have any need for it right now. Then it's like it's like uh, regular straw. If you just put in straw, belay bottle, it does not become nullified. You have to you state explicitly. He's arguing on both. He's arguing both on the on, on if you filled it up with straw and you filled it up with pebbles, which is like earth. So the rabbis say you have to explicitly state that you're you're nullifying it and 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 you're leaving it permanently in the house. Nabiyasi responded to the rabbis and said that straw, if you know that he has no plans to remove it, then it's automatically cancelled. And, 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 uh, and pebbles and earth, even Stam, I don't know if he has plans. He doesn't have plans. I can assume that it's that it's it's nullified, unless I know explicitly, unless I know for certain that he's planning to remove it. So that's what he's saying. Tevin, straw, it's like earth, which is which is nullified, unless. It's earth that I know he has plans to remove it. He's going to make cement with it, whatever he needs it for. Fill up other holes with it. Then, then it's like Stam Tevin. Which I don't know if he's planning to remove it or not. Straw if I don't know. And then it's not, it's not uh, nullified. And the house remains considered as if it has an open space. It's still a tent. So we see it's an argument within... Rabbi Yaisi and the rabbis. So the same thing is with the sukkah. Which, which say what? 
So if I put the straw in and I clearly explicitly nullify, then according to everyone, it, 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 it effectively elevates the sukkah and now it becomes a kosher sukkah. But straw, and he has no plans to remove it, and earth, stam, I don't know if he has plans, he doesn't have plans. So according to the rabbis, it does, it does not successfully elevate the floor of the sukkah, and the sukkah remains invalid. According to Rabbi Yaisi, it does effectively elevate the floor of the sukkah, and now it reaches its, its, its requirement of being 20 am, and it's a kosher sukkah. Now the Gemara discusses, What if the sukkah was taller than 20 am? Parts of the schach, yeah, hangs down. Part of it is, is, is hanging down, and it's within the twenty yam. So it depends. If the part of the schach that hangs down is within the twenty yam is enough to create more shade than sunlight, then it's kosher. But if the amount of schach that's hanging down is not enough to create, to generate more a shade than sunlight, so then, the, then the sukkah is not kosher. No, no, it can't be. But the shade has to be from kosher schach. From a schach that's, that, 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 that's, that's, that's 20 yam, not... What if you have a sukkah that reaches the minimal requirement, which is ten tvachim, a little more than two and a half feet, for hutz and yed and but some of the schach is hanging down, hanging low within the ten tvachim. So, but Rabbi Rabbi thought, he wanted to say that if the schach that's hanging down, hanging too low, cannot generate more shade than the sun. In other words, that schach is more sunlight than shade than shade. Then it's not considered schach. So it doesn't take away from the from, from the tenth vach. So just like we said by, by, by the twenty yam. That that's the determining factor. If that low hanging schach could generate more shade than sunlight, then it's kosher schach. So, so to Abai wanted to say that if if it generates the, the hanging schach, it generates more uh, shade and sunlight, then it's kosher schach, and then the sukkah is less than ten tefachim. It's not kosher, but if it doesn't, then the schach doesn't count. The sukkah is kosher. Shamli Rabbi Rabbi said, no. In this case, it's not kosher, even if the low hanging schach cannot generate uh, more shade and sunlight. Why not? Because Adir is ruchu. In other words, it's what? Right, sagging residence. A person doesn't live in such a residence, it's, 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 so it's not livable. So it's not a kosher sukkah. Taylor says, but tukas teitri, you have to live. It's a hut, but you have to live in it. It has to be livable. This is not livable. This is slumming it out. So it's not. It's not a kosher sukkah. Then the Gemara discusses all different scenarios. What if the sukkah was too too high? 20 am, taller than 20 am. And he built a platform. He built a platform attached to the wall, adjacent to the wall, the entire wall 
So you build a platform that extends from the wall, from the middle wall. And extends into the sukkah, and then it has the minimum requirement of a sukkah, which is a little more than seven tvachim. Right. So kshayda is kosher. What if minatsad? What if this platform extends from the side wall? So it depends. Im yesh misvas If from the edge, from the end of the platform, till the other wall, you have four amas and a psula. Because then you only have one wall here. A sukkah has to have a minimum of three walls. The wall is too distant. The other wall, the opposite wall, is too distant from the platform. Right. From the ledge, it's, 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 it's too distant. Wait a second, I need but if it's less, if the distance from the opposite wall to the end of the of the ledge is less than four amas, I think what a micah what are you coming to teach me? That we have this concept, a legal concept, that we say, we look at a wall, if the wall, the distance from the wall to the schach is less than four amas, less than four cubits, less than six feet, then we look at it as if the wall is crooked and it extends all the way to the schach, so as if the wall is adjacent to the schach. It's like a legal concept. So you tell it, that's what you're coming to teach me? It's an inner, we already learned. What if you have a hole in your roof? You open a hole in your roof. And you put schach on that opening. If the distance from the, from the edge of the opening to the wall is four amas, then it's psula, it's invalid. Less than that is kosher. So I know this already. What are you coming to teach me? The answer is no. He is coming to teach me. I would think awesome. There, the chazila day from there, you see the walls. It's a house. There are four walls. There's an opening, and I put schach. So you you see the connection between the walls and and the schach and the opening. Avol here the chazila day from the box, or you mean inside? Yeah, yeah. Here. Here, I don't even see it's a wall. So there, the wall, the wall is a kosher wall. Because it's less, less than 20 amma. The only thing I have to do is I have to connect the wall to the schach. So for that, this concept of Akuma helps. Here, by, by making this legal construct and imagining the wall being attached to the schach, has to do a, has to do a double duty. A, you're attaching the wall to the schach, and B, you have to make it a kosher wall because the wall itself is too is too tall. It's too too distant from from the schach. So I would think that maybe in this case we don't use doifenakuma. So that's what he's coming to teach me. That even in this case you do doifenakuma. Then he says another scenario. If the sukkah was higher than 20 am, from the floor to the schach, and he builds a platform in the middle of the center of the sukkah. If the distance from the, the end of the platform, the edge of the platform to each wall is four amas, because there's no connection between the walls and and so, the and the uh, platform. 
Pachas marba amas, but if it's less than four amas, it's a kosher suk. Michael, what are you coming to teach me? I already taught me that. And even though here the same idea that you have to qualify the walls, because the walls themselves in their own right are not qualified, because from the floor to the stach is more than 20 yama, by saying the walls become qualified and they become the walls of, of this suk, of this platform. So you already taught me this. He says, I would think one wall, one side. To make, to make, to use this legal construct to make kosher all four walls that you don't say. That it, that we do say even in this scenario. Okay. Another scenario. If the sukkah was too small, it didn't re- meet the minimum requirement. It was less than ten tefachim. And he made a hole. He dug a hole in the ground to make that there should be the height. It should have the proper distance from the floor to the ceiling to the sky. If the distance from the edge of this of this pit that you dug to the wall is three tefachim, is nine a little more than nine inches. So it's not valid. Why? Because there's no levud. There's a concept, a legal concept, that anything that's within three tvachim is considered attached. If it's three tvachim, it's not considered attached. So there's no attachment between, between the hole, the edge of the hole, the wall of the hole, and the, and the other wall. There's no connection. Why would you go to What? Kuma is, only a, is, is, is the wall... Is attached to the is attached to the schach. Here the wall is atta- here is not the problem with the wall. The, 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 the pit that you made. What do you have? You don't have a wall. You have a wall of one tefach. It's not a wall. A, the walls have to be ten tefach. The walls are less than ten tefach. So there's no connection between this wall, this tefach, and the nine tefach of the of the wall. It's connected. I don't have one wall of one tefach. No, to the schach, not one wall to another. Here I have two walls that are disconnected. Not a itzvah, we're talking about schach. Yeah, the itzvah. No, connected to the... Firstly, the itzvah has ten tvach. The itzvah... The itztaba has. No, no, fine. So we have a platform. So I have a platform. I have a, no, you're right. The itztaba does not have ten tefach. Then it wouldn't be a problem. But the daifan akuma connects to the schach over the itztaba. It's connecting to the roof. Daifan akuma is the wall is connecting to the roof. Here, I don't have any walls. Right here, I don't have a wall in the first place. Less than ten tefach, there's no wall. I have one wall of nine tefach. I have one wall of a tefach. I'm trying to connect these two walls to make it one wall. If it's, if it's three tefachim, there's no connection. Connection. It's like one continuation. So if it's less than three tefachim, we continue on side B. If it's less than three tefachim, then they become attached. So now I have a full wall of, of a ten tefachim. Tefachim, three tefachim, Maybe you don't know if you put, if you are putting on top of the door, so the answer is, why is it different? You say that if it's less than four tefachim, it's kosher. In the case of you dig, 
the Amrit you say, Pachas Mishlech Tvachim, it has to be less than three Tvachim. I mean, Mother House and there you have a wall. The only thing is, you have to attach the wall to the schach that's over, over the, the platform. So therefore, Pachas Mishlech is enough. Pachas Mishlech here I have to make a wall. I don't have a wall. Less than ten Tvachim is not a wall. So you're taking two pieces and you're trying to make it turn it into a wall. One tefach of, of the pit and, and nine tefachim on the side. Then you can put another scenario, a whole bunch of scenarios. If you had a sukkah that's higher than 10 to 20 amud, and you build, uh, you build a beam. Shugavai asar tvachim. That's a height of ten tvachim. Yes, beach v'sukah. It's seven, seven, uh, seven tvachim and a little by seven tvachim and a little. So it's the has. So it's ten tvachim high. It, it has the width and the and the and the length of a sukkah. So sabar abay lememus. Abay wanted to say, and here it doesn't matter. It's not like the platform. It's not connected to the walls. It's more than four. It's four amas uh, distance from all four walls. But nevertheless, Abayah thought to say that it's a kosher sukkah. Why? Good asik mechitza. We have another legal construct. That the walls don't have to physically touch the schach. We consider, we legally, as if the walls extend upwards all the way to the ceiling. So since I have a proper sukkah, it has proper walls. It's ten tvachim. Less than ten tvachim is not a wall. So I have four walls. I have a beam, four walls. It's the Ayrus Sukkah. So just continue, look at the Sukkah as if the walls extend all the way to the Schach. And with, with the beam, a Tent Vachim, it now, the height of this Sukkah is not more than, than 20 Amas. So it's a kosher Sukkah. On the beam, I can eat. Exactly. 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 So Amalit Avid said, No. You need walls that you can tell it's a wall. Here, it's a beam in the middle of a sukkah surrounded by four walls. It doesn't look like a wall. It looks like a beam. So if you're sitting on this beam and eating, it doesn't look like I'm sitting in a sukkah. I'm sitting in a, uh, within the confines of a sukkah within these four walls. It looks like I'm sitting in four walls that are not kosher. They're too, too, too tall. The Rishonim discuss why by Shabbos is it different. Shabbos, if you have an Amud in Rishus Adabim, and the Amud is ten Tvachim high, and, and it's four Tvachim by four Tvachim, it is considered the Rishus Hayachim. And if you, if you transfer from the street to this Amud, you desecrated Shabbos. Why don't you say the same thing? Since there's no hollow, there's nothing hollow, I can't tell that there's walls. Why do I consider it? What, why do I consider as if there's walls that it goes up as if the walls go up and it's considered the private domain what's the difference between Shabbos and Sukkot the should be placed it's Shabbos Shabbos doesn't say anyway you have to have walls Shabbos is it has to be its own private domain so the fact that legally we consider the walls going up, because it's ten tefachim high, and then the walls extend, which encircles this 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 uh, this beam, so it's considered the private domain. Here it's part of the halacha. The Torah is telling us the sukkah has to have walls. If you just make beams, if you have four poles and put a schach, it's not a kosher sukkah.
You must have three walls, a minimum of three walls. So walls play a prominent role. So if walls play a prominent role, it has to be walls that you can tell. You can't have fictitious walls that, 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 that I don't see a wall. What wall? I don't see a, I'm sitting in a wall. I don't know. What right. It's like this, this story with the, you know, the, the person brought all of his jewelry into the sukkah. It was a sukkah made with levud. It was levud. It was open on the bottom and the top of the walls were open and three and a half walls. And he comes in the morning and he's shocked that the jewelry was stolen. So I don't understand. It's, I learned in fact it's sukkah. And it's, it's uh, Allah at least considered as if there's a fully closed wall. He says, obviously, the Ganif is, is not such a lamdan. <laughs> they don't know this Allah. It has to be walls that you can tell. The argument here in the Rishonim, in the Rosh and the Ran, what if the, if the beam is less than four amas from the walls of the sukkah, of the non-kosher sukkah? The Ran says, in this case, you don't say Daifun Akum. And we learned earlier about the platform. We're talking about the platform has less is less than ten tefach. It doesn't have walls on its own. It's not a separate domain on its own. So therefore, the walls, if it's less than four amas from the surrounding walls, we say Daifun Akum. Once it becomes a Rishus for itself, once it has ten tefach, and by Shabbos it's considered its own domain, it has no connection, even if it's less than four amas, it's it's, it's, it's its own domain. You can't connect the walls. The Rosh argues, Rosh says, no, no, no. It's less than four amas, of course you say day from that Here we're talking about, it's more than four amas. Interesting, fascinating argument. Okay. Now the Gemara says another scenario. Tamir and the rabbis learn, no, it's Arba Kundesin, if a person put up four poles, V'sichach HaGabon, and he puts Chach on the poles, Rabbi Yaakov Machshir, if Yaakov says it's kosher, and the Chum say it's in vain. The mother doesn't explain. Oh, but Ravunis explains. Machleik is the argument in the Rabbi Yaakov and the Rabbi is al Svasagag. We're talking about he put up poles at the edge of the roof. At the edge of the roof, he put a pole on each edge and then he covered it with schach. Yaakov said, extend the walls of the building all the way up to the roof. It extends all the way to the schach. Yeah, no, to, to the schach. You don't say, Because here you can say there's no walls. Of course there's walls. It's obvious walls. The, 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 the building. I put the poles at the edge of each of, of the roof, of all four sides of the roof. So it, here, everyone says you can say good asik. And the rabbis say, no, since on the roof I don't see walls, oh. I don't say good asik mechitz. Oh, so he says opposite the heart, not the opposite. Nachman disagrees with Rabbun. Oh, Abba Be'em Sehagag, the Rehagum Sula. But if it's in the middle of the roof, everyone holds his Sula. Because it's just poles. I, I, don't, I don't recognize. The Rehagum Sula, because there's no walls. If it's in the middle of the roof, there's no walls at all, period. According to everyone. Four poles are not enough. That's not called a mechitza. That's a Rabhunda's explanation. Rav Nachman disagrees. Rav Nachman says, On the contrary, the argument is in the middle of the roof. Rabbi Yaakov holds that the poles alone, since the poles have a width of a tefach of three inches on each side, so they're called a mechitza. In other words, you have a, a tefach on each side. So each side has a tefach here, a tefach here. 
So it's, therefore, you can call it mechitzas. Like we find by, 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 the, by the well, when you have to make a, around the well, you have to make it a shrusayachit, so you put the poles on, the, on each corner, and it goes one inch, and one tefach in this way, one tefach in that way. So it's the north, west, north, south, east, west, all four, you have a, a, a tefach going in each direction from all sides. So therefore, it is recognizable as a mechitza, it's considered a mechitza. That's Rabbi opinion. The rabbis say no. It's not a wall. A pole is not a wall. Even if it's on four corners, and even though there's a tefach facing in each direction, each pole is facing one tefach in this direction, one tefach in the other direction. It's not considered there. Yeah, so, but, but if... But if... But the But if it's at the corners... And even the rabbis will agree that you say good asik mechitz. Oh, so that's the Gemara asks. He boiled. Choyin to Rav Nachman. Be'emsa gag machleik is osvasa gag devrei hakel kshera. Does Rav Nachman mean to say that the argument between Rav Yaakov and the rabbis is only in the middle of the roof? You put four poles in the roof. But if it's at the edge of the roof, everyone holds its kosher. Even the rabbis will agree. Even the Rav Yaakov. Even the even the rabbis will agree that it's kosher. Idilma, perhaps, beim bezu, beim bezu He means to say, not only are they arguing at the edge of the roof, but the rabbis say it's not kosher, and Rabbi Yaakov says it's kosher, but Rabbi Yaakov says even in the middle of the roof it's kosher. The mother says, take, we don't know, it's not clear, it's unclear what Rabbi Nachman meant. The mother says, Maisve, I'll ask you a question. also... Now the Gemara is going to ask, and the Brayis is going to ask on Avuhunda. We learn does Dalit Kundesim Baruch of a person must put up four poles in the ground. Sicha Chagavon he puts Chach over the over the four poles. Rabbi Yakim Machshu Chavim Peislin. Rabbi Yakim says it's kosher, and the Rabbis say it's an invalid sukkah. But Eretz the Bliam Tzadag Domi. Here there are no walls. It's not on top of the roof. You can't say the walls of the house extend upward. It's the middle of the ground. And nevertheless, Rabbi Yaakov says it's kosher. So this, this is a question. Rabbi said that if it's in the middle of the roof, even Rabbi Yaakov agrees that it's invalid. Here we see clearly in this case, Rabbi Yaakov would say it's valid. And what it says, you're right. It refutes Rabbi's opinion. Okay. Mother asks, "Void another question we can ask from this Brayse? Another question, Ravun. They argue if it's in the middle of the roof. But if it's at the edge of the roof, even the rabbis will agree. Boy, the whole argument is if it's on the ground, which is similar to the middle of the roof. But if it's in the edge of the roof, there's no argument there. Even the rabbis will say it's kosher." So Rav Huna is refuted in every way. Rav Huna said two things. First, Rav Huna said in the middle of the roof, Rav Yaakov would agree that it's not kosher. And then Rav Huna said that if it's at the edge of the roof, the rabbis say it's not kosher. From this Braise we see both things are wrong. If it's in the middle of the roof, Rav Yaakov says it's kosher. And if it's at the edge of the roof, even the rabbis, everyone agrees unanimously that it's kosher. This Rav Huna will say is not a refutation to what I say. 
Like the Gemara asked earlier, Rav Nachman. Really, I can say yes. He's discussing the middle of the roof on the ground. It's like the middle of the roof. But really, they're also arguing also at the edge of the roof. Even there, the rabbis would say it's not kosher. Then why, why is he only used this scenario in the middle of the roof and the ground? To teach us the power of Rabbi Yaakov. That Rabbi Yaakov is so lenient. Rabbi Yaakov is so powerful that he's lenient even if all I have is poles. And he considers that as, as, as walls. But the opinion of the rabbis, they would also argue even if it was at the edge of the roof. The rabbis learn. If the, you have a thick pole, the poles are so thick that if you were able to cut it, you were able to divide it like one one pole is facing is facing north, let's say, and one pole is facing east. This way, it's like a double a dual pole, you know, facing both ways. So even if it's one solid pole, but if you had enough. You can cut out and you can have one part of the pole, one tefa facing this direction, the other tefa facing this direction. And the same was true in all four corners. Then it's kosher. This is if you have each pole is two poles, two pole, facing two directions. And then it's kosher. If not, any denim shum diuman. Shay Rabbi Yaakov Emir, Yaakov used to say, the yum de sukkah tefa. The Chum disagrees. It says, no, actually, you have to have two solid walls, real walls, not a tefach here and a tefach there. Poles are not enough. It doesn't cut it. The third wall could be a tefach. The third wall that's attached to the other two walls, that's enough of a tefach. Three inches. But the other walls have to be full walls, the size of the sukkah, which is the minimum seven tefachim and a bit. Why, why take a, uh, two, two walls have to be full walls and the third wall is enough of a tefa? Because the sukkah is like a hug, like Hashem hugging us. You hug someone with your hands. So your hand you have from the shoulder to the elbow is full, from the elbow to the wrist, and then from the wrist on is like a little part. So you have two full walls and a third, so Hashem is hugging us, surrounding us, on three, with three sides. Okay. Okay, now we start a whole new piece about uh, the height. There has to be a minimum of 10 tvachim. So this will continue tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful day.